Hey, it's been a minute. I have been um, working through all kinds of things in my life, uh, all good things. And I think the last time that I posted on a verse, a comment, a prayer blessing was in June. But I am reviving uh, this uh, weekday uh, devotional podcast. Uh, But before we jump in to our devotional for December 4th, I am going to just kind of give you a little bit of an update on what the Lord is doing in my life, my family's life, and ask you to pray for us. Uh, So last summer, uh, so that's 2022, uh, I took a trip to South Sudan uh, with a good friend uh, as a part of a ministry called Every Village, and I had a chance to teach pastors there. It was a wonderful trip and something that uh, was really transformational in my life. Um, my father got sick while I was near the end of that trip and had to rush back, and he uh, unfortunately passed away. And I spent the next six months, um, seven months, grieving, um, thinking through uh, family stuff, and uh, just working through what the Lord was doing, but really didn't have a chance to revisit uh, what the Lord was doing in my heart in South Sudan until the beginning of 2023. I just began working through uh, with a cohort of other pastors what it means to identify God's call in your life, what are your gifts and uh, passions, and where are their opportunities. And as I leaned into this a little bit more, um, I just felt a growing call to use uh, the education and the experience and opportunities and gifts that God has given me to make a greater investment in training pastors in the global church. My thought was that I would begin that in uh, maybe I was 55 or 60, maybe 15, 20 years from now. And so I met with a ministry here in the Houston area, based here in the Houston area, and I just told them, this is kind of what I'm working through, and this is my timeline. And after meeting with uh, their president, CEO, he he said, look, brother, I'll pray for you. I'll support you in any way I can. The only thing I'm going to tell you is is that I am, uh, I hear your timeline. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to tell you that I'm praying that the Lord would would, uh, move your timeline up. My initial thought was, well, that's not really what I perceive the Lord to be doing at the moment, so therefore I'm not really going to lean into that. Um, but I kept just sensing this this call to to help train pastors in the global church. And uh, I took two more trips this year. I took a trip to Indonesia uh, to, to meet with some missionaries that are a part of uh, the church that I pastor. And then I took a trip to South Africa to do some more pastor training with this ministry. And it just became exceedingly clear that uh, God's timeline was not my timeline and that it was time to quit negotiating with Him. So uh, my wife and I, prayerfully with the counsel of others, made the decision uh, to instead of waiting until I'm 55 or 60, go ahead and transition into uh, role that would allow me to train and equip pastors in the global church. So I announced to uh, 
my congregation a few weeks ago that at the beginning of the year in January uh, 2024, I would be transitioning to take a role as the Director of Partnerships and Curriculum at World Hope Ministries International. World Hope Ministries International is uh, dedicated to training pastors, building churches, and transforming communities. And we believe the way that happens is by making sure that pastors have a basic theological education, especially in the world, uh, parts of the world, where theological education is hard to get. So I will begin that new role in January And I'm very excited, though there's a sadness of leaving uh, ministry in the local church. Uh, But I also recognize that uh, the the Lord's ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts, and His plans are not our plans. And uh, it's much uh, more clear to us now how the Lord has been leading in that regard, even from the time that He saved me at 17. And um, so I'm excited about that. Um, by um, moving into this new role, it will free up portions of my uh, life schedule, my balance, um, the, the rhythms, I guess you would say, um, to do more um, teaching for the benefit of the broader church. Um, in addition to relaunching this podcast, um, I just finished the manuscript of my first book called Known for Love. Uh, it is a book to help um, Christians uh, love their LGBT, uh, LGBTQ friends and family without compromising biblical truth. It's going to be published by Moody Publishers um, in 2024. Uh, I am uh, more than halfway through with my second book that will be published by B&H, that's uh, Broadman and Holman um, Publishing, and it's a, view, a book on uh, a biblical view or biblical understanding of masculinity. The tentative title for that right now is um, When Poets Were Warriors, uh, Retrieving a Biblical Vision of What It Means to Be a Man. So there are a lot of exciting things. I'm going to continue to teach as an assistant professor of biblical interpretation for Luther Rice. Uh, I hope to be involved uh, in a local church um, when I'm not traveling or teaching at other churches. But I'm, uh, I'm excited about this season uh, of ministry, and I'm looking forward to you joining me in uh, that, uh, that journey as well. So uh, we're relaunching this, um, this weekday podcast to try to edify and build you up with God's truth. So without further ado, let's get back to a verse, a comment, a prayer, a blessing here for December 4th, 2023. And the verse that we're going to be looking at today is Psalm 16, verse 2, which says, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. So we make a few comments here. Uh, If you are interested in some of the details I'm fixing to mention, there are links within uh, the written portion of this podcast Uh, If you're looking for some gifts for people at Christmas, especially um, bookish-type people, uh, there are some great theological books linked here that I would highly recommend. So what drew me to Psalm 16, verse 2, was the fact that a few weeks ago, I I started to slowly work through a book by Herman Bavink. Uh, He was a Dutch Reformed theologian. And the book's title, at least in English, uh, obviously written, 
Uh, it was written in Dutch. It's been translated, but the name of the book is The Wonderful Works of God. Uh, it has also gone by the title in English as Our Reasonable Faith. Now, what this book is, is it's Bavink's own adaptation of his, really what many call his magisterial four-volume work entitled Reformed Dogmatics. But what I was struck by is that in this book, The Wonderful Works of God, he opens the book with this sentence, God and God alone is man's highest good. When I first read that sentence, I was both captivated and puzzled. Uh, What a thought. The highest good that humanity can have is God himself. Uh, Yet I was also wondering, what does it mean for God to be humanity's highest good? As I read his first chapter, it became more and more clear that Bavink was teaching that humanity lives in emptiness apart from God. And as he concluded the chapter, he did so with a paraphrase of St. Augustine, where he writes, The heart of man was created for God, and it cannot find rest until it rests in his Father's heart. What this is drawing upon is that we search for all sorts of solutions to the emptiness that we find in our lives. We look for it in our careers, our possessions, and in the accolades that others give us, the praise that we receive from man. We seek it in our own passions and our interests. Yet if we do not ultimately know the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom he sent, as John 17 teaches us, then we do not know eternal life. We do not know what we were created to know. And we will find no lasting, soul-satisfying good. For as the psalmist declares in Psalm 16, verse 2, apart from the Lord, we have no good thing. I wonder how this truth might transform your week. If instead of seeking our highest good in creation, what if we sought our highest good in knowing the creator of all things? What if our relationship to God's gift was one of gratitude instead of idolatry? What if our hope was found in God himself and not the things of this world? Maybe we would be able with the psalmist to say, apart from the Lord, I have no good thing. So now I would invite you to join me in praying that we would seek God as our highest good, as the one that we have no good thing apart from him. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for what the psalmist declares here. Lord, we thank you for what your saints have declared over the centuries of reflection upon your word. Our hearts, as St. Augustine said, Lord, are restless until they find rest in you. In you, and you alone, as Bavink said, is our highest good. Yet, Lord, we seek our highest good in so many other things, and yet we end up in that seeking 
so disappointed and left empty. Lord, would you reorient us to this great truth that apart from you, we have no good thing. That apart from you, everything that we seek will be sought in vain. And left, leave, Lord, it will leave us with this, this deep sense of greater need and emptiness. Lord, fill our hearts with gratitude for the gifts, the good gifts that you have blessed us with, Lord, but grant us not to turn them into idols. Help us, Lord, to embrace and confess this truth with the psalmist, to the praise of your name and the good of our souls. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Now our blessing, a benediction over us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Be blessed. Have a great day. And I look forward to you joining me here again tomorrow.